the CU 2.0 podcast. Welcome to the CU 2.0 podcast. This is your host, Robert McGarvey. Special edition today. This is the Gen Z edition. Gen Z tells you what it wants in order to become a member. We've gathered together three Gen Z individuals with some credit union experience to tell us probably what you don't want to hear. There's good news, there's bad news. The good news is that credit unions have a really great mix to appeal to Gen Z. Free checking, the AT, large ATM networks, 2X, the biggest bank network, nonprofit status, cooperatives, it's win, 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 win. So what's the bad news? The bad news is that almost nobody in Gen Z knows any of that. They know nothing about it. It all comes as news. In fact, one of the Gen Z people on our podcast who's involved with credit unions came as news to him to learn about the large co-op ATM network. That's pathetic. That's sad. It's not that he did anything wrong. It's sad. It's the lack of communication about the features and benefits of credit unions by the industry and by individual credit unions. As they say, there's a lot of good news in this. Credit unions have a winning proposition. It's just a matter of getting it out to Gen Z. And Gen Z, you probably are asking yourself, what the heck is Gen Z? I know I did. It's people born between 1995 and 2015. The oldest ones are just now coming into the financial services world. These are the people opening accounts. You get them now, you'll have them for a lifetime. At least you can think you will, and you probably will if you have a good product. In this podcast, you'll also hear some tips about how to market to this generation. Think social media, and by the way, don't think Facebook. You'll find out why if you listen to this. You'll also find out what are the ideal characteristics of a uh, mobile banking app. It might not be what you think. You'll hear a lot of dissing of Zelle. Oh, don't you want to hear that? You're going to have to listen for it. You're going to hear a lot of praise for Venmo. You're going to hear some praise for Capital One. And it's a wide-ranging podcast. covers a heck of a lot about all you want to know and a lot you don't want to know about what Gen Z is thinking about you. Understanding of credit unions was before you took a job with CU2.0. I'll start. Um, my name is Tanner Roush, and my official title is I'm the content manager uh, at CU2.0. I started in December 2017, and right now I basically manage all the content for CU2 online and for all of our clients. Okay, I'm 21. I just turned 21 yesterday, and. So I was just going into um, what my understanding of credit unions was before before CU 2.0. I, I've been a member of a credit union since I was a baby. My parents signed me up for um, a credit union savings account um, since then, but I didn't really know what the difference between and credit unions were. All I knew was that banks were bad and credit unions were good. <laughs> yes, I learned from my parents, bank bad, credit union good. I am also 21, um, maybe 22 this summer. For CU2, I am a software engineer. In terms of my knowledge of what credit unions were before joining CU2, I ha- it's 
pretty much nothing. I had no clue what a credit union was, didn't even know they existed. So my name is Ellie Bald. I am 22, the oldest of the group, and just barely made it to Gen Z. So my relationship with CU2 is just uh, light consulting. And so that's kind of how I got exposed to credit unions. I've always kind of banked either where my parents banked or now that I'm grown up, I now look for the best deals. So I mostly bank uh, with the highest interest rate. And I don't really think about features or anything like that because I consider a bank and a credit union kind of like a vault. And if I want to do cool you know, features like sending money to my friends, I, I will use a tech company like Square or I will use... Bemo. Credit unions never really were on my radar of something that I'm the target audience of. I haven't been looking for a loan, so I have no interest of getting the best interest rate out there on the market. And otherwise, uh, I've never received ads for credit unions. So it's just through mm -hmm. my work that I've been exposed. Okay, so one of the three got in because of a family relationship, which I think is actually pretty common. Other two, they had no idea what credit unions were, nor, nor did they care. Is that typical of your age group as far as you know? Dive in there. I think it's pretty typical for our age group to not even know what a credit union is. Every time I've talked to any of my friends and kind of told them what I do for either CU2 or ongoing operations, their first question is, what is a credit union? Or they just kind of assume it's a bank. I don't think, I honestly have not found one singular one of my friends who actually knows what a credit union is. So I'd say that's pretty typical. No, no, wait, wait, wait. That, that's fascinating. So none yeah. of your friends say, wow, that's cool. You know, credit unions are good. That's cool. No, nobody's ever said that. Yeah. I mean, well, after I've explained it to them, yes. But before that, no one has any clue what they are. Wow. That's... That is a total marketing fail. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a geographic difference, uh, Alex, because I, I don't have the same experience with, with my friends here, but also Oregon versus versus Pennsylvania. Here, in general, I think that people know um, what credit unions are. They just don't really know what the nuances and differences. Like, I, I usually explain, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're nonprofit. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So that, that piece is missing, I think, from, from the general knowledge of my, my peers. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of talked to some friends at college, too, who, you know, come from all over the place. There's, I know people from California, Colorado, Massachusetts, uh, the other side of Pennsylvania. And I've just not found one single person who really knows what a credit union is. That doesn't surprise me. It's sad, but it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, what do credit unions need to do to get that message across? There's, there's the million dollar question. CUNA, as you may know, has launched a $100 million awareness raising campaign for credit unions over three years. Primary targets are, are younger people. Credit unions, of course, have a problem with the membership is getting older and older. And so incidentally are the employees at credit unions. I didn't know that until last week when a Filene expert told me that. So they, they don't even, they can't even call together a bunch of kids into a room and say, hey, tell me. I mean, I, I, I see these horrible, in my mind, I see these horrible credit union meetings where everybody's 60 plus mm -hmm. sitting around a big table, the boardroom saying, I don't get more damn kids in this thing. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You know, maybe free Starbucks cards. I don't know. Something that Rogue Credit Union did when I moved down to Ashland um, when I was in college, they, they have a, a credit union 
branch in in the college, which was really nice. And they also made themselves known at all the different job fairs and community fairs and that kind of thing. And so the first thing that I did when I came down to Ashland was sign up for Rogue Credit Union, which was really nice. Yeah, I think there's a um, credit union on my college campus too. And honestly, the first time I saw it, I didn't know what a credit union was at that point. And I thought there were just some small, sketchy bank that I didn't really want to have anything to do with. So I think that if they want to attract more people our age, they just need to kind of make themselves known. Because like I said, I hadn't even heard of them. And even, you know, just some basic advertising on something like Instagram or Snapchat even. Like, we don't watch terrestrial television, really. And even Facebook is kind of not really a thing among our, among our age group anymore. Yeah, going back to yeah. the friends thing, I have friends that either are really black and white about this. Either they don't care where they bank or they've really gone and looked and they found credit unions were you know, the best thing offered and then they told everyone about it. And really, my friends, they weren't advertised to, they weren't, no one really went after them. Uh, just because we're finally, you know, making some money, joining the workforce. You know, this is the beginning of advertising to Gen Z. Uh, just targeted advertising to us. Because if we know you're nonprofit and you care about us as members and we're not just, you know, numbers on a ledger, we will come and bank with you. Because we, we like going to co-ops. We like feeling like we're purchasing from a company that, uh, values us as customers. Really, a credit union is basically just a bunch of members banking together and helping each other out. And that's the message that needs to get across in Wells Fargo, fraud charges and stuff like that. Credit unions need to take advantage of positive messaging and get young people to open checking accounts. You you were saying something earlier, Elliot, that I thought was interesting. It's like walking into a branch of a credit union versus a bank doesn't feel different. No. And it's the same thing as if, if you were to walk into a Starbucks versus walking into a local coffee shop. Like yeah. they definitely feel different and they feel more, the local coffee shop feels more homegrown. Mm-hmm. But if I walk into a credit union versus Chase Bank, like it feels, they feel exactly the it same. feels the same. Yeah. They feel corporate. And that's one thing. That's scary. That's scary. (laughs) And it doesn't feel comfortable. And it's mostly we're just there because we have to. We have to be there. We have to be at a bank. So really it's messaging and branding and just offer a great introduction, something, you know, something to get us through the door and get our attention. And then you got us. You know, banking is very sticky. And unfortunately, I don't think you can do free toasters anymore. No. Yeah. And I mean, I think another part of that is, is I've, so part of it to me feels that, you know, a credit union might be more inviting and welcoming, but to me, my financial health is my overall biggest goal. So if I see better interest rate at a bank than a credit union, they have to really try to convince me if I've never been to a credit union to walk in the door in the first place. And especially because I can't even remember the last time I went to a physical bank. I mean, cash is basically useless at this point, And there's not really any other reason to go to a bank. So it's, you know, getting you in the door like that. And even with basic things like credit cards, like when I was kind of doing research for this podcast, I was looking through various credit unions and all of the credit unions seem to have these credit cards where they advertise low interest rates or card has a 2% interest rate or a 200% interest rate. And I just pay the balance off monthly anyways. So I'm looking more for good rewards programs than 
interest rates. And I couldn't find any credit unions near me that had any good rewards programs on their credit cards. They were all just advertising low interest rates. Why do you need a credit union that's physically near you? Aren't most credit unions um, geographically restricted? Right. I'm an old guy, but I rarely go into a branch and my principal credit union the nearest branch of that credit unit is 2,500 miles away from me. I've never been into one of their branches, never, not once. I've been a member of that credit union for a pretty long time at this point, well over 10 years. And it works for me. It's, it's one of those things that like, I don't necessarily need to go into a local branch, but I guess it's a whole, if part of the appeal of a credit union is that you know they're more friendly and kind of community oriented, then I would rather go to a local credit union than at that point, like, how do I know what credit union I want? At that point, why would I not just pick some giant bank like PNC or Chase? Yeah, I think um, that's that's part of a bigger problem is is if like if you wanted to pick a credit union that wasn't geographically geographically restricted, like Robert is saying, like that information just isn't easy to find unless you're in the know of what exactly which credit union you want to be across the country, want to be in across the country, right? Like you can't type in and say, hey, what's the best interest rate of a non-geographically restricted credit union in the United States? Like it's just not something that that exists and it's harder to find. But if you were to search um, what is the best interest rate and rewards for a student credit card, like that is information that immediately comes up and will tell you, oh yeah, the Discover 8 card. It has low interest rate, blah, 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 that kind of thing. So, and we have one thing that drives me nuts about credit unions some credit unions, not all, have a backdoor for membership. That backdoor back usually is opened by you giving $10, $20, whatever, to a charity. And it's always a good charity. I, I got into one credit union giving some money to save the wetlands in New Jersey. And how can you be opposed to that? <laughs> But there's no handy list of credit unions with national profiles that have back doors. There is no list. You, you, can't, you can't go on. If you search online and you're diligent, you can find stories that people like me have written about that. So a Pentagon Federal, for instance, has a back door in. Navy, the biggest credit union, does not. No back door that I'm aware of. And everybody I've talked to tells me they, they don't know of one either. So if you're perplexed about this, you have every right to be (laughs) perplexed and frustrated. Now, does the fact that credit unions are pretty easy places to get free checking, is that persuasive in in your age group? Yes. Chase wants 12 bucks a month from you. And that's $144 a year. Right. Um, that That's the number one reason why why I joined. Um, I continue to join things like Rogue Credit Union down here um, was because I knew that there wasn't any fees. Even if I didn't know like what the true difference of like a credit union and a bank was, I, all I knew is that I didn't have to pay to get into checking. And that was one of the things that I was trying to... And I think the free checking... I mean, if you're paying for checking, something is wrong. I mean, I think credit unions are missing out to the regional banks, you know, fairly large banks that span, you know, entire state or something that also offer free checking. And so I, why I've never joined a credit union, because I felt it was so small. If I ever wanted to move, boom, I I lost my credit union because now I'm 200 miles away and I'm still in the same state, but they're only in the southern part. And what would you do? And I didn't know that you can walk up to any credit union ATM. And if they are in you know, the cooperative, you could take money out fee free. And that never crossed my mind. I was never told that. And so really looking at it, credit unions have the biggest ATM network out of any bank, really. 
yeah. because they're teaming up together. Uh, it, 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 it's actually twice as big as the biggest. Even and there are friends, two networks. There's, yeah, there's a co-op my... network and there's another network run by a company called Q-Lions. Both of them offer two times the ATMs of the biggest bank network. It, it's just stunning, but it's not known. Both co-op and Q-Lions have done poor jobs communicating that. And their member institutions have done horrible jobs communicating that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I had to get by the insignia on the back of my, my credit card. At one, I'm sorry, my debit card at one point. I was like, oh, I wonder. And yeah, yep. This yeah. means that I can also take money out from Northwest Union Credit Union, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and my friends mm-hmm. that bank at credit unions had no idea. They would <laughs> have to, they would drive, if they needed to take cash out, they would drive 20 minutes to the closest branch and uh when there was another credit union just five minutes away i didn't know that until right now I yeah. literally- <laughs> and that's, that's co-op also runs this thing called the shared branching network which has somewhat less participation than the atm network but there are many hundreds of credit unions that participate in shared branching and what that means is that if you're a member of credit union a you can go into a branch of credit union b and treat it as though it's your home branch for instance you can make a check deposit into your account and it'll be essentially instantly credited but do people know about that no no yeah wonky people who understand credit unions know about it but otherwise it's like no man (laughs) yeah and and that messaging sells because a year ago i was advertised for the charles schwab investor checking that refunds all atm fees and stuff like that and i jumped on it and i got the account and i'm loving it and I realized credit unions do basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. And so really, I would have banked at a credit union if I had known that. And I might go open an account, you know, <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> Bought a car in January. And I didn't find out until about a month and a half afterwards that credit unions do loans for cars. And it was kind of one of those things that like, I just let the dealer, you know, send my information out to a couple of different banks. And they chose oh. the one that gave me the best interest rate. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) You know, whatever bank, I think it was Bank of America that came back and that was who it was. Yeah. And it was because it was convenient. And really, if credit unions make it convenient, we will come, you know, we will be there. We will bank with you. Just tell us what you offer and how we can get involved. That's really what's missing here. Now, one, one of you mentioned that cooperatives are important to people in your age group. Mm-hmm. That fascinates me. I One of my hobbies is cooperatives, I'm much broader than credit unions, all kinds of cooperatives. How much knowledge is there about cooperatives among among your peers? Oh, I think I probably next to zero since since um, I think Elliot and I brought it up a couple a couple of weeks ago. And did you did you just learn a couple of weeks ago? Or did I tell you before? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I've known that cooperatives yeah. are good. That they will, basically. Yes, this, is, this is a sad lack of communication. There is a total failure to communicate here. <laughs> now, is there a cure for this? Yeah. yeah. Is, this a, is, this, is this a terminal state? I think that people like that sense of community and the fact that they can get money out of like an ATM pretty much anywhere and lower interest rates on loans and higher interest rates on um, checking account, no um, checking account fees or whatever. And I think people like all of that, but it's just simply a lack of knowledge. No one knows that any of these cooperatives exist. You know, people don't, especially in our age group, don't know that any of this stuff exists. And if we don't know it exists, how are we going to 
ever want to go to it in the first place. It's not like we can make a decision between a bank and a credit union. It's that we don't know that a credit union exists, so there is no decision to make. Mm-hmm. And also, it's either, oh, great, you're a nonprofit, but I bet you're not very convenient. Or, you know, it's, it's something where the pros and the cons, there's always a con, and it's just in our head. You know, you see this local credit union, and you can be like, wow, if I go off to college, you're not going to be able to support me. So I'm not going to open up. Because that's basically, you have everyone graduating from high school and going to college throughout this whole new generation, and you can't lose that. Because that's the very start. And if you lose someone at the very start of their banking, you're going to lose half of them forever. Everyone's half of the people are going to stay at the bank they open their first checking account at. Yeah. And first, with, in, in regards to first checking account, um, I if I if I wouldn't have joined the CU 2.0 team, I probably still would have been a part of a credit union just for the fact that my first my first checking account was at a credit union. But so the, the key is for me at least was to get in early and have my first checking account there. Yeah. And to get this messaging out, it's fairly cheap. It's just advertising on social media and you focus. It's pennies. It's pennies. You don't have to, don't mail us anything. Just it's all digital. I kind of laugh whenever I get a mail-in insert from, from anybody anymore. And I feel bad because I throw it away. Even if I'm, yeah. And so really just advertise us and tell us that you have the biggest ATM network, that you're a nonprofit and that really you offer the best rates. Yeah. You have free checking. And if anything, (laughs) you do special offers like Rogue Credit Union offers a special credit card with 3% cash back. But the trick is that that cash back gets deposited into Rogue Savings account. It's not cash and there's limitations to how you can pull it out. But that's great if young people who spend every penny they got artificially (laughs) save 3% of their money. And then all of a sudden... A year later, hey, you have $500 in your account from your crazy spending habits. And then they're like, wow, I have some money to my name. That will retain people because then it looks like your credit union is looking out for your member through a credit card. And like I said earlier, I think that the only single thing that will attract me to a credit card is pretty much the fact that A, it's a Visa and not a MasterCard or anything else, and B, the rewards. It could have a 9 million percent interest rate on it, (laughs) and I literally could not care less because I am never, ever going to carry a balance on it. All I want are the rewards. So at that point, but none of these credit unions seem to offer, near me at least anyways, anything that is either a Visa and a and has good rewards it's just low interest rates and i couldn't care less a few a few years ago i saw a focus group a video of a focus group with uh, young people sitting around a table talking about credit unions and a theme that came up was oh we don't want to join credit unions because the technology sucks and i need really cool technology chase has really cool technology that's why i'm with chase i'm serious a person person after person around the table. They didn't always say Chase, but they said something, fill in the blank with another big bank name. Yeah. And credit unions are little, their technology's bad. Is that a common perception? I, yes, I'd say that I think that it was kind of behind behind the curve. That's my initial my initial um, inclination is that I'm not expecting the the top uh, quick um, 
mobile deposit and that kind of thing. But that I don't know if that that necessarily defers me just because I've I've been used to that and I've been dealing with mobile mobile banking since I was 16 when I got my first job. So I probably am not. <laughs> I'm I'm the anomaly here. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, the only things that I really actually need in a banking app are A, if I have a credit card, it needs to have Apple Pay. If it doesn't have Apple Pay, I'm not signing up. And then with the banking app itself, I just want it to be simple. Like, you know, add mobile deposit to it. It needs that. And then from beyond that, I just want to be honestly, in my opinion, is the best banking app I have ever used. You open it, it shows you your balance, it shows you your available credit, it shows you your credit score right below that that gets updated every seven days. There is no ridiculous animations. There's no, It's just simple. It shows you what you need when you open it, and then I'm out. I don't want an app that encourages me to spend time in it. I want an app that encourages me to get in and out as quickly as possible. And I feel like some of these credit, like Chrome Federal Credit Union, even just looking at their website, their website has so many like animations and it's too flashy. I just want something simple and just in and out and done. Yeah. Uh, Capital One, by the way, often is one of the highest rated mobile banking apps and they were the first financial institution to offer uh, transactions via Alexa. Uh, okay. Wow. And they 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 had a pilot position with Amazon, and they were alone for probably six months. And Amazon was figuring out if there was a downside to this before they let open the gates, which they eventually did. But again, their technology is unobtrusive. It's there if you want to use it. Yep. If you don't want to use it. You're never going to be slapped in the head with it. I just posted a, a article in the newsletter, the C2 newsletter, actually, that said something along the lines of technology isn't isn't the feature; it's the it's the method, essentially. So I shouldn't be like wound by the technology per se, but it should make my life easier, and I should not be able to see it. Right? Like yeah. I like what Alex said about um, like the app; it should be in and out. Like I can check my balances, I can pay things, I can I can go go fast through the app and then be done. No, the mobile banking app, what you want is the functionality that you want when you want it. And for me, I consider my bank a vault. And I don't really want you prototyping awesome peer-to-peer money transfers and stuff like that because there's companies out there who can burn more money than you <laughs> and you can just link to them. They're tech companies partner with them, focus on what you do best and offer me great interest rates, secure my account, you know, insure it and make it convenient to access my balance and stuff like that. I don't want a bunch of pipes going into my vault. Or animations on my web app. Or animations on my yeah. on my web app. Elliot, that's actually a good point because there's that new um, service. I'm not even sure how you pronounce it. I think it's like Zelle or something. It's E-E-L-L-E. I've seen it all over my banking and I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want it. Well, wait, 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 wait. Why don't you want it? I mean, essentially what that is is a bank-owned Venmo product. I have Venmo. Yeah. Why would I need Zelle? Venmo One. Venmo burns more money than Zelle. No, 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 that's not true. Zelle Zelle actually moves twice as much money as Venmo now. Really? Uh, I've never seen anyone use it. Yeah. And the the upside for Zelle is extremely good. But keep personally, I've never used Zelle either. I I prefer to use PayPal, which owns Venmo. I don't trust Zelle. I don't know who they are. It's just this random, to be honest. The fact that the banking industry, you know, like citizens or whoever else came up with Zelle makes me trust it all the less. I'd rather use something like Apple Pay Cash, which we know is secure. And like, I don't want to use Zelle. So don't try to push it on me. 
Alex, that, that's just the opposite of my parents though, right? Like they, like it took me so long to try to get them to send me money over Venmo because they didn't trust it. Zelle might be a little bit different since, since Robert just said that they're moving twice as much money, which is surprising to me, but it makes sense if, if they come in as like the trustworthy second True. person. And, you know? and I well, yeah, that. but also remember that that's your parents who are saying that. It's no one <laughs> well, yeah. I would honestly be amazed if you could find anyone under the age of 30 who's ever used Zelle. <laughs> I would too, honestly, yeah. but, but they, that, that does make up a lot of the population. That's, that's why I was saying that. So I'm assuming. No, I know, but this whole yeah. conversation is trying to attract people our age to credit unions. <laughs> we don't care. Now, another thing I heard in that focus group was uh, several people saying, geez, why would I join a credit union? I don't want credit and I don't belong to a union. Therefore, they're not for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh is is there any is there any truth to that that perception and is there any validity do more people say that i i think i've been i've been part of a credit union too long so i think, think that the credit part is valid credit union yeah, you are a member because you in the next few years would like to get a large loan we don't have the the credit history or the need for any loan in five years, we might be buying houses, buying cars, you know. But right, right now, we have a couple hundred bucks in our checking account. And, and the only the only loan I have is my student loans. Yeah, so. <laughs> really, uh, we are just becoming secure enough to be credit worthy. We're just finally getting our first career jobs, and you know, getting out there. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, we will be looking for large amounts of credit. We hope credit unions target us. And because I've found that they have the best rates that aren't advertised on Nerd Wallet and what's Nerd Wallet? Nerd Wallet is like uh, articles, you know, financial okay, okay. articles yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I definitely think, I don't think the union part of that focus group, I-, I don't see that as like a barrier for me to joining a credit union. But I definitely do think the credit part is because, like I said, when I saw that credit union when I first got up to college, I was like, this is just some sketchy like place where you can go to get loans, I guess. Like, why would I ever want to go in there? I didn't realize that you could deposit money and have a checking account with them. I I just assumed that, you know, if you want to have a checking account, you go to a bank. It just, you know, it makes sense. You thought it was like a payday loan place. Yeah. That's that's bad. And I always thought uh, credit unions were just banks that weren't big enough to be called banks. And I didn't really know they were a separate thing. I thought they were, they just didn't make it. That was <laughs> no, I, I, I laugh because it's it's sadly true that I, I do think there's see people in the credit union business live in a bubble and they've not done a good job of communicating any of this to people, which is sad. It's uh, it's for most people. I, I always tell people credit unions are probably a better financial institution for 98 percent of us. There's two percent of us that maybe need a mega bank like a Chase. If you wire money often to Azerbaijan, you probably want to be with Chase. There's no credit union really is going to comfortably handle you. But I've never wired money there. And I don't, I don't think that day is going to come. So I, I don't need to be prepared for that. It's, I think we covered a lot of ground here. Is there any final thoughts you want to get in here to uh, stir people up, get them excited, get them worried? Well, so there was that one question that you had put out there about um, credit union executives with the government charter and insurance. The, the point ahead. I raised was that there are an increasing number of people, primarily young people, who are doing most of what looks like banking through a service like Venmo. Venmo is not federally insured. And I think for a lot of people, look, 
deposit insurance started in the Great Depression. That, that was the, the early 1930s. And that's because institutions were failing. When the institution failed, you lost all your money. People took money out of banks, put it under their mattresses. So there was a total lack of liquidity in the economy. The economy was bad and there was no money circulating. So it was bad, bad. So Franklin Roosevelt and those people came up with the idea of deposit insurance to restore confidence. We're not in that situation. Were there credit union bank failures in the last 10 years? Sure. How many? A handful. (laughs) It's not common. So do you need to worry about your deposits being insured? I personally don't. It really, would I trust Apple more than I trust the United States government? In certain respects, yeah. Yeah. I, I do think a lot of credit union and community bank executives go to sleep comfortably at night and they say that that's because we'll never lose our business because we're federally insured and those damn fintechs aren't. Eh, I wouldn't yeah. count on that, dude. It's one of those things that I would never keep any significant balance in, you know, Venmo or Apple Pay Cash or whoever else. A, because you don't get any interest on it. They're actually making interest on you. Also, I do think that that insurance does play into it. I I would not, my checking and savings, I wouldn't really want to keep that in Venmo's uninsured control. Yeah. And Venmo bank is a vault and you don't really care how secure the vault is if you only have a couple hundred bucks in it. But say you have $100,000 in that vault and it's not insured you are going to be panicking. You know, we young people don't care because we don't have money. What we care about right now is convenience Uh and Venmo is very convenient. But if I put $10,000 in my Venmo balance, I, I can't sleep at night that Elliot and Alex are also kind of the the anomaly in terms of our our age group because they seem to be very financially like knowledgeable, stable. I don't know if that's a good blanket statement for for everyone since um Tana me <laughs> um I wouldn't I'm not going to talk too much about my my finances, but I'd say that it wasn't in the same place as Alex and Elliot's. So I, I wouldn't be so much I, 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 I think I think you're actually a little more typical. Yeah. All of so I think ignorance is bliss, honestly. Yeah. Uh, if people realize that keeping money in a Venmo balance uh, is actually costing them money, it would it wouldn't continue. Right. But basically it's messaging. It's do you want to make some money? Do you want your money to be secure while you make it? Mm-hmm. It's just credit unions please target us with some quality ads and get us through your door. Right. Because I think that's the problem at the end of the day mm-hmm. is that Venmo is like, yeah, come hang out with us. Just keep your money here. It's so convenient when really no uh, one. Let me, let's make this the last question. And yeah. each of you give me your answer. You walk into a credit union intending to open an account and every employee in the credit union is over 55 years old. What do you do? I, I think I'll, I'll start. And I, 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 can, I can take you to credit unions in, in Central Phoenix where you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I, I think you have a great point, honestly. If I walk in and, you know, I only see gray hair, I'm like, is this meant for me? Right. Was, was I misled? Am I really your target audience? And I might walk out. But if you say... Hi, welcome. You know, we have experience and we have gray haired tellers because they've been here for 30 years and they love us because our employees stay. 
uh, because we are good to our employees and we are good to our members. And if you get that across, that is really nice messaging. And then I will trust you because. Yeah, I think for me, if I walk into a credit union and see everyone, all the employees over 50, I'm honestly not sure that I'm going to really bat an eye at that. If anything, I might just see that, okay, you know, all these guys are really experienced. I'm going to know, I'm going to walk up to them. They're not going to be just some 20 year old jackass. They're going to actually know what they're talking about. So I think for me, I don't think I would really care about that because if I go into somewhere like a credit union or a bank, I just want, I think that I want someone who really knows what they're talking about. So it scares me a little bit just to see um, people a little bit older in the credit union. And I usually tend to go for the younger, the younger tellers if I ever do walk into one. Because yeah, well, what, what, what scares you? What scares you? I don't like I just being uh, unknowledgeable about my finances, I suppose. Like the fact that like I I'm not as knowledgeable per se about um, um, how to use credit cards effectively. And so it, it reminds me of my parents a little bit, I suppose. <laughs> and like I'm in trouble. <laughs> so that's that's my experience. So you're you're afraid you walk into a credit union and everybody's older and they'll make fun of you for being ignorant. I don't know if it's necessarily being making fun of me, right? It's it's more of a like more of a oh I have to teach this person this person next. Um, and I'm I there's always been a a fear of like oh like they're gonna see my balance and see it's super low. <laughs> And yeah. and I that's why I tend to go for the the younger tellers. I feel like they'll judge me less. That's my true experience. Is too bad. Why I go for mobile deposit. Glad, I'm glad you shared that because I'm sure you're not the only person who feels that way. Good thing for some credit union executives to hear and figure out how they want to cope with that going forward. Before we go... The CU 2.0 podcast is looking for a few good sponsors to help us spread the word about the digital transformation of credit unions. You could be one of them. Contact Robert McGarvey for details at rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. First come, first served. Again, that's rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. Now for a word from our sponsor. Are you looking to recapture members, increase your margins, live your mission? QCash is what you want to know about. That's because QCash delivers a fully automated, small-dollar, short-term credit solution that allows credit unions to meet members' short-term cash needs. Acuso is dedicated to helping credit unions build financial stability and health for its members. Check out QCash at QCash.com. The CU 2.0 Podcast.